Welcome to the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour. Now sit back, relax, and rewind your mind. Reminisce with friends you didn't even know you had. And if you weren't there, then this is news to you. Hey there, how's it going? Welcome to the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour. I'm Mikey. I'm Corey. And uh, we, we survived October. We did, barely. Barely. Uh, did you have a good October? I did, I did. It was a very good ha- Halloween season. It, yeah, it was, it was. Uh, you know, lots of uh, lots of spooky things going on, a lot of fun things, but you know, when we do it all the time, it just... Yeah. I mean, it's, it's nice that other people join in. For the, for a month, for a month or so, you know, six weeks. But uh, I'm sure there's somebody out there right now, like putting up their fucking Christmas tree. Oh, dude, <laughs> my daughter, she was like, "Come November first, we're watching The Grinch, and I'm singing Christmas songs." I'm like, good, "No, you're not." Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, they mash shit together too much, and. You know, like, even even with Halloween, I mean, you were looking at August, Halloween shit was in the stores. Oh, yeah, dude. It seemed like it was a lot earlier this year. Yeah. I remember, you know, when we were younger, the, the holidays each had their own time. Yep. It was, you know, October 1st, Halloween shit started. And it might be, you know, just right around the last week or two in November, Christmas shit would start arriving. Yep. And, you know, it, you only had like a month to get ready, not fucking... Eight th- weeks. Yeah, three months or whatever. I remember, what was it? I think even the spirit stores, the spirit Halloween stores, I think they opened up like the first week of September. Uh-huh. I was beginning of September. And, you know, of course, now they're having their closeout sales, which is awesome. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, everything had its own time, you know, and everything just seemed to move a little slower. And everything had a point. Oh, yeah. You know, everything had a point. And we're going to talk about some things that had points today. Um, very targeted programming for children that we grew up with. A little, little lighter than we've done in the last month. Yeah, yeah. You know, we could... I know you and I could sit and talk about horror and Halloween shit every week. Not everybody wants to hear that. Though. Not everybody wants to hear that shit. So, we kind of inundated them with uh with what we had. Hopefully everybody enjoyed the month of Halloween and the little bonus that we dropped. Uh, right on Halloween. Right on Halloween. If you guys missed that, we did a watch along with the Great Pumpkin. That was good. And it was fun. It was a lot of fun. But the little little uh a little I guess a little um what do you call it? Little teaser at the beginning of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Your uh, your War of the Worlds yeah. that you like. So, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go into some uh, you know targeted educational programming for children. Now, did you watch a lot of this stuff when you were a kid? I believe so. Yeah, I, mean, I remember a few of them, but some of them I don't recall. I may have been too young or. Just yeah. to remember, or yeah, or maybe I mean some of them were geared towards older kids because I know a lot of them they they would actually have us watch them like when we ki- in kindergarten we'd watch them oh, in yeah. school. Yeah. Now you're gonna notice there are gonna probably be a couple of glaring omissions from what we do, 
And that's because we want to cover them in more long form, so we don't want to ruin a lot of what you know what we would cover on this show when we can cover it in a full you know full show. Yeah. So you know the 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 more important you know bigger ones are gonna probably not appear on this episode. But we'll start out with one that I remember very well, and you said you remembered it some. I don't remember it being a national show, but it was. I remember it being a local franchised show, and that's Romper Room. What do you remember about Romper Room? Not much at all. I mean, I remember just looking up the, pulling up the videos and everything. I remember the Magic Mirror. The Magic Mirror, yeah, that's how they would end the show. And I can remember you would send your name in. Mm -hmm. And then they would, like, look out there and they'd be like, you know, who do we have out there? And she would look into the, the mirror, which is a frame, and she'd look out into the camera and she'd be like, oh, I can see Timmy and I see... Jenny and I and she'd say, and then sometimes she would say your name. Yeah, you know, but they would like go through a list of names that were sent in. Now, Romper Room was very interesting because it was a syndicated national show that had a a host, um, and I can't remember her. Uh, Miss Nancy, I think, was her name. Well, like I think it was worldwide because they had different yeah, sections was, of it. Yeah, it was all over the world. It was, yeah. But Miss... The Nancy, Ameri- Man, Nancy T- Terrell. Yeah. So they called her Miss Nancy. Now, that was the national syndicated show. They also franchised it for local... Uh, the more localized markets. So that, you know, like... For example, the Omaha area, they had their own romper room. And you could go to the studio be one of the kids in the studio that was doing the activities that they were teaching for, or whatever and do the you know they would play they would do all kinds of shit and then at the end they would sing a song and oh nice um yeah dude it's like this show was in Canada United Kingdom Japan Finland New Zealand Puerto Rico and Australia wow so it was all over the place now they each each local market would have their own their own host host and it would always be Miss Whoever. And I remember one of them was Miss Lydia for Omaha. And it was it was on the air for just over 40 years. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I mean, it, it 1953 it started. Yeah. That's huge. And it ended in 94. They also had a mask. They, shut it, they, they turned it off right before Christmas break. Yeah. For the kids. They did. They did, the 20th of December in 94. That's a bullshit. It is bullshit. Now, I'm going to write a letter. <laughs> Dear Romper Room. <laughs> It'll go to the, to the wrong Romper Room. <laughs> they, they, they had a, a mascot, okay? And the mascot was an oversized um, bumblebee. His name was Mr. Doobie. <laughs> They didn't put a lot of thought in these names, did they? Well, they didn't think about that. Yeah, Mister Doobie. They were, and everything that he said, his sentence would start with Doobie. Like do be good, Mister Doobie. <laughs> Mister Doobie. He was Mister Doobie. Do be good for your parents. You know what? That's really close to Scooby Doobie. Scooby Doobie Doo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they would have milk and cookies and then I can remember this 
And, you know, I don't want to get into it too much. But they did have, they, they before they eat their milk and cookies, they would say a prayer. And this is the prayer that I remember, like, my cousins and everybody saying yeah. before they would eat. It was, you know, very simple, you know, I but I didn't ever know where it came from. It came from Romper Room. Um, you know, I, I wasn't much into that, and I'm still not, but I remember that, you know, that they, that my cousins would say it. Just a quick little boop and, and eat, you know. Oh, shit. Yeah. I... And then they would, they had these, they had these toys called romper stompers. And it was, Are those those little trucks? No, like that was a, a big monster. No, that's monster. a Tonka stomper. Oh. These were romper stompers. I know Remco made this, made stompers. I yeah. Think. No, these were called romper stompers. And they were like maybe a foot tall. They were, they were just like a, they look like a, a yellow flower pot. But they're like a foot tall. And you would stand on them and then. There were these really stretchy bands that you could hold on to, and they would that you could like walk, and they were just like walking on stilts. Oh shit! I think I've seen something like these. But I think it was like to help with your motor skills or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was. It was. It's almost like moonwalking. Yeah, kind of, kind of. But yeah, it was like these stilts you stood on. Not the Michael Jackson moonwalk. No, it's a different astronaut moonwalk. Yeah, different astronaut moonwalk. But I mean, it went through several like incarnations, and. Uh, they would have a Jack in the Box that was called Happy Jack, and he they they like use the song "Pop Goes the Weasel" for their theme, and they would just have this fucking Jack in the Box pop out. I remember that because it scared me. They used to use teachers. That was the original show. They used teachers until they moved it to syndication in Chicago. Oh yeah, yeah. They used kindergarten teachers. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that was kind of their. And the thing is, they would they would play games, they would do exercise, they would sing, they would tell stories, and then they had little lessons, you know, like little shit. You know, they had Paddington Bear was on there and like a stop motion thing that was really cool. Uh, it was like half animated, half stop motion, I don't know. But... They, Reminds me of a tool or a video. Kind of, but with a Paddington with a bear. Bear, yeah, yeah. Weird it's, claymation guy. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it was a fun show. I remember, I can remember watching it. And, you know, it just kind of went away for, I mean, maybe it didn't go away because it was around until 94. That's my Yeah, we just, school. we just got older. We just got older and quit watching yeah, shit. I mean, after, probably after kindergarten, we just didn't watch it. I probably watched it a little longer than that, but, uh, they, they changed it, I think, and that's part of the deal. They went, with more puppets. Yeah. They had, like, um, big furry characters. They had one named Kimball. I remember Kimball. Kimball. Kimball, I believe, was a, like, big purple thing. Like Grimace. Almost, yeah. Um, Some blatant ripoff of Grimace. I I can remember, like, I would send my name in to get on the Magic Mirror, and then they'd send you a postcard back that was like, I had a Kimball postcard, and I had one of this other fucking thing. I said, sorry for your submission, but your name will not be on the show this week. Yeah. <laughs> you will not be appearing on the show. Up Up was the other one's name. Oh, they had Shirt Tales on their show, too. Oh, cool. Yeah, we're, we're watching it. Yeah, we've got it, we've got it on the TV. It's <laughs> muted, and we just got it for reference. Um, Shirt Tales was fun, too. Shirt Tales was awesome. Yeah, it was a great cartoon as well. But these were like big and furry mascot costumes. They're Shirt Tales. Dude, I'd love to get one of those and just walk around with it on. I remember Up Up. I always thought his name was Pop Up, but it was Up Up. Up Up. 
and I got I got one um, one postcard from up up, and the whoever the host was signed it. Yeah, as well, and then I got one from Kimball, and the host signed it. They might I might still have them somewhere. Was that Jimmy Kimball? No, it was not Jimmy Kimball. It was just Kimball. <laughs> I don't think J- Jimmy Kimball was. That's not even his last name. It's Kimball. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't around. But yeah, I mean that was a romp room was fun. It, for the age that yeah. you know we were, but like you said, it, it, we, as we grew and we got older, we went on to other things. Now, romp room was almost like preschool or kindergarten. You'd watch after kindergarten. Yep. This next that was when we had them half days of kindergarten. Yeah, it, it, I don't know how kids do full days of kindergarten these days. I don't either. I know they're tired though. There's no way I'd want to do it. I mean, I wouldn't want to do it. I don't want to do a fucking full day at work. I. You know, if I could take a nap, maybe I could do a full day at kindergarten. Dude, they just put every fucking commercial on this show back in the day. That was a commercial to scare kids about cancer. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> there, romper stompers. She's going to do romper stompers now. Oh, sweet. I'm going to check this out. We know we're going to make some after we're done with the show. Fuck yeah, we are. I had I had these Oh, those are buckets. Yeah, they're little, like, buckets. And then you, like, hold up the little strings like that. Oh shit! And then you walk around. It was a play. I used to walk up and down the hall. It was so much fun. She's doing it in heels. She's romper stompers in heels. She's an actress. She's fucking skilled, man. Yeah, she is. I tell you what. Oh, Josh, she got a hooked on her heel there. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Um, so this next one, I can remember like first, second grade. Yeah. And it was the greatest day I remember, in the world. Uh, I remember this in kindergarten. Yeah, it was the greatest day in the world, though, when they wheeled that fucking TV in. Yep, and you got to watch it. And you it. got to watch something. That There were several shows. There were A lot of them were produced locally. I think that they were kind of franchise shows as well. They had The Witch in the Library that make would make the librarian read to her. Yeah, that was a good show, man. Yeah, I loved that one. Uh, and I know that... That they, was local. These were filmed locally, but I think that they might have... Given the idea to people, and then they made their own. Yeah. So I, because I've had other people tell me about this, but they weren't from Omaha. They had the the sea captain that had the, there was like a fucking genie stuck in a rock or something. And, I remember that. And, and they're like the they would sound out words and shit. Uh, there was uh, there was one, the girl the lady that was stuck in space. And that fucking space witch would come oh, talk to her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't even remember the name of that show, but I remember it. I don't remember it either, but it was... I mean, they were like... These little educational shows, they were locally produced. And, you know, it, it was it was a fun concept. I'm pretty sure that they were franchised. This one, though... This one, the letter people came out of New York. Yeah, this one was, was nationally syndicated. And then, went to, and then went to Connecticut afterwards. Of course it did. Everything goes to Connecticut. Yeah. Everything. The letter people. What do you remember about the letter people? I remember them being uh, like puppets mm-hmm. or almost like Muppet style. Yeah. And then each of them, if I remember right, each of them were, they were like letters, but they had teeth and eyes and mm-hmm. each of them had their own specific little name. And that was what their name started was with what, what, what letter they were. Well, yeah, it was always like Mr. or Miss whatever letter. Yeah. And then they had a characteristic that was... Like, here's Mr. T, and he has tall teeth. Tall teeth, yeah. Mr. T was tall teeth. He appeared to no fool. <laughs> Mr. T. 
We, we need to bring back Mr. T. We do. Yeah, I'll, I'll play Mr. T on this one. I, I, Letter People was fun. I loved Letter People. And Mr. M the has a muncher mouth. Munchy mouth. Munchy mouth. Mr. N, Mr. N has a nosy nose. He's always smelling up in people's business. <laughs> He's like a dog sniffing somebody's butt. Well, and here's the thing. All the consonants are misters. All the vowels are miss. Misses. Yeah, or miss, yeah. Miss. So Miss A is achoo. She sneezes a lot. She got bad allergies. Yeah. Miss E is exercise. Energy. Miss 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 E, Miss Elliot. Miss Elliot Missy Elliot. Missy Elliot. <laughs> Miss Demeanor. Miss I. I would um I would stay away from Miss I because she is itchy itching. <laughs> she had scabies. <laughs> impossible inches is what it says here. Oh my god, impossible inches. But it's itchy itching. They're they're like all over the fucking. Oh, I see what it is. So it's the original program from the '60s. They had one one set of of characteristics, and they changed it in '96. They revised it. And they oh, gave them different. Shit. Probably more politically correct. Yeah. Um, because it was still around in the nineties. Ninety six. It was. Yeah. Dude, I remember looking. I remember trying to find this show when I was or maybe within the last couple of years, and I couldn't remember the name of it. Oh, the letter people. Yeah. Dude, the fucking letter people rocks. I remember that uh, Miss O was obstinate. She like argued with everybody. They changed her to opposite. <laughs> they she was an abstinent. You know, abstinent, that was sort of an A. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Upsy Daisy for you. Now, now and what would happen is they'd come in and they would teach you, like, here's the sound I make. And they'd give you the sound. And then they would say, here are some words that start with my sound. And eventually they would spell shit. Yeah, I remember that. <coughs> Eventually, they spelled stuff, and they'd all stand together and teach you. I mean, basically, just teach you how to read. Now, I already knew how to read. I couldn't, dude. I didn't know how to read in kindergarten. I knew, I, I knew how to read at three years old. Seriously? I taught myself. Wow. Yeah. I figured out, like, what the... What's, basically, I watched a lot of people when I was at home. Yeah. You know, before kindergarten. And figured out the, the sounds. And then I, uh, I could read, right? You're like, so, a, you're like a young Sheldon. Kind of, but then I got really fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Stewie Griffin. <laughs> the older you got, you guys just got dumber when you got older. Well, and yeah, like Stewie Griffin, I was confused about some of the sounds. Yeah. So, you know, whip was always a... Whip. Why are you putting so much emphasis on the H? It's, it's cool, whip. You're eating hair! <laughs> <laughs> but, so, so the, the one that, that got me, and my mom figured, you know, she like saw that I was trying to sound out words and stuff like that. So she got me a book, and it was about phonics. You know, phonics. This is before Hooked on Phonics. Yeah. But you know how phonics is spelled with a PH. Yeah. So I had figured out what these sounds made. I didn't know all the weird rules and the weird exceptions. So she goes, here, there's a book on phonics. And I looked at it and looked at it and looked at it. And she goes, what's wrong? Because I would just stare at it. And I go, it looks like Pahonix. 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 Because it's pH. Pahonix. 
And I said, it looks like Pahonix to me. And my mom fucking laughed her ass off. I went to school knowing how to read. Then they started teaching me handwriting yeah. and how to write words. And I came home and I go, Mom. <laughs> I said, Mom, you know all those letters that I read? Did you know you can use them to write words too? <laughs> I was like amazed. Oh my God, that's great. I could fucking read, but I did not realize that I could write the words down. Yeah. And other people could read them. Of course they can't because I, I still write like I'm a fucking first grader. Yeah, me too. But it was like, I, I just amazed me that I could fucking put these letters together. Well, they, they, had the, they had the number boys too. The number boys? The, the, the number workers. Oh, yeah, they that's right. in 77. That's right. I forgot about the and number workers. The the odd numbers were the males. Those were the number boys. And then the the, the even numbers were the girls. Yeah, I, I fucking remember them now. They were like the fucking doozers of the... Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the letter people was cool. And the thing is, it was a good visual to teach you, you know, because you got a fun character. You got, oh, their name you know, makes the same sound as their letter. Yeah. And you got used to that. And then now if they stand together, make their, make their sounds. And you could make the different sounds. And they say, if the two of us stand together, we make this sound because it's different. It's not, puh-huh. It's, uh-huh. you know, it was just, I thought it was a, a great concept. And I love that we got to kill like an hour. Oh, yeah. Of the of our school day or whatever, half hour, whatever. It was like after lunch or. Yeah. Because, well, we had a half day, so it wasn't even after lunch. It was towards the end of the lunch day. Yeah, towards the end, the end of the, of the school, school day. day. And our thing, you know, like I said, we were watching like in first and second grade. So. When, when they would bring that the TV in, it would be like right before lunch, right after yep. lunch, right after recess or something like that. And just something like, to calm me, chill you out. Chill you out, fucking calm you down. And you knew it was like, ah, I'm going to kick back and fucking watch. You don't watch. Well, they shit. do that shit. They do stuff like that now. And now they just call it like um, calming time. Oh, really? The kids like 15 minutes just to chill and relax after recess. You know, fucking calming time. No, fuck no. That's bullshit. We had to take naps. We didn't even get to take naps. No, I guess I went to daycare, though. Oh, yeah, and I didn't do that. We didn't take naps. We fucking... We just plugged right on through. And then I remember, like, one one day in uh, in kindergarten, they would say, the first graders invited us to go to lunch with them. And it's like, all right, well, we didn't realize. Yeah. We had to stay for, like, four more fucking hours after that. Oh, shit. They were trying to get used to work, you know, working, but, like, being at school a full day. So towards the end of the year... You know, they would try that out. Hey, the, the, the first graders want us to come to lunch with them. And the first time it was cool. And the second time it was like, bullshit, I want to go home and eat. I got some fucking peanut butter and jelly waiting for me there. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, I ain't eating that slop. I ain't eating this shit. Yeah. What is this? Unless it was fucking... Dude, remember in school, we had the hot dogs and they were always green. Oh, yeah. Didn't matter. They had a green tint to them. Yeah, they had a green tint to them. And then we had the... Uh, the rectangle pizza. I love the rectangle pizza. Yeah. And then the best. octagon pizza. Yep. That's good. That was like taco pizza. You, oh, we didn't get taco pizza. We just got this fucking octagon pizza. Oh, no shit. And uh, the macaroni and cheese at school was always amazing. Yes, it was. It was that fucking glue, fucking Oh, it fucking thick it stuck cheese. to everything. And then it had, we always got little fucking sausages in it. Oh, no shit. Yeah, like little fucking smokies. Nice. Yeah. So, but yeah, letter people were fucking rocked. So... You can see, like, it, it, how they're advancing. Romper room was for preschool. 
Letter people, probably kindergarten, first grade, maybe second grade. Then you move into uh, the electric company. Now, the electric company was straight up 70s shit. And they used humor and sketch comedy and things like that to teach things that, they, you know, that you need to know. A lot of, you know, word building, phonics. Because they, they assumed you already knew how to read at this point. They assumed. They, they assumed. We didn't read for shit. Yeah. No, I didn't. And the thing is, they uh, they would teach you more of the weird combinations. But you know who the host Con- was, right? Well, I know there are several of them. Morgan fucking Freeman. Morgan Freeman was one of the hosts. They had a an all-star fucking cast. Uh, Morgan Freeman, Rita Morano, uh, uh, Mel Brooks was a part of this at one time. Oh, wow. And this is where Picture Pages was with Bill Cosby. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Because he was on this. Picture Pages, Picture Pages, lots of fun with Picture Pages. I don't know the fucking word. Lots of fun with crayons and with pencils. Uh, Do you remember what his pencil's name was? No. Mortimer. Mortimer the pencil. Mortimer the pencil. And he made that boop, boop, boop noise. Now, I can remember... Did you ever send away and get picture pages? No. Fuck, man. No, dude, we never, my mom never had us do any of that stuff. Dude, that was a fucking bomb. You would, you could send in and they would say, you know, here are the picture pages. These are the dates they're going to run. Yeah. Because that's when it was current. It wasn't in fucking syndication. So you could get real current shit. Oh, nice. And so I'd send away, I'd get, I'd get like a packet of, you know, four picture pages. Yeah. Or whatever, five of them. And, for that week, you know, the, the, this is the picture pages for this week. And so that, for that week, you do the fucking picture pages with fucking Bill Cosby on the fucking... Oh, sweet. ...on the TV. And he always had his friend, No Head Norman. He was like a pile of clothes sitting in the corner with a hat on. Oh, fuck. And No Head Norman... Yeah, because this is in the 70s. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah he reruns you, until 85. You could do some shit in the 70s that... You know, probably couldn't get away with now. Oh, no. Like having Bill Cosby on TV. (laughs) (laughs) But Bill Cosby had had, uh, no head Norman, and he was just a pile of clothes with a fucking hat on and sunglasses, I think. And they said that he didn't use his brain, and his brain turned to mush, and his head fell off. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? It's your brain when you don't use it. But... They always would use his, you know, he like he left. Bill Cosby left after a couple seasons because then they went and did Fat Albert. Yeah, but they they used his segments. He filmed so many segments they just used them. Well, they, the they whole did. Run. They did six seasons total and seven hundred and eighty episodes. Damn, that's a lot of episodes for six seasons. Yeah, it is. Now the the. Different, I mean, they had different little sketches, and, and they would always yell, Hey, you guys! And hey, then, you guys. that's where it came from. That's where that's it, right. Yes, that's where it came from. I, I want to say the Micro Machine guy was on this at one point. His name was... I, I remember him because he talked fast. Was it? Was it this guy? 
I don't remember, but he, I, I think he was on there because he would, he would talk really fast. Um, they would have different like little comedy skits, and some of them were parodying things that we didn't understand. They had the short circus. Yep, they had a short circus. Uh, they had a parody of Julia Childs, the the uh, cook, oh, the cooking show, the British cooking show. Yeah, but we didn't know who the hell that was, but it was funny, you know. Yeah. It, uh, they had, uh, if I remember right, it, yes, he was. It was, uh, I believe that this guy here was the Micro Machine guy. And he, he did like a little skit. What the hell's his name? Maybe not. No, that wasn't him. This Luis uh, Abiolas, that's not him. Um, but yeah, I can remember fucking Electric Company, and they had, I mean, it was it was all about words and shit like that, but they always would have really cool visuals, and they would always, it would always be something that just held your attention. And I loved, I loved the Electric Company. That was one of my favorites. Do you, what, do you did you ever watch it? I watched it, but I probably, I know, I remember, I remember watching it, but like I said, a lot of these were super vague to me. Because we'd only watch them, like, in school. Yeah, I can see that. You know, and you, you weren't paying attention. No. See, I watched this shit outside of school. My, my mom would turn it on, and I'd just fuck them. It's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like watching watch Blue's shit. Clues for these kids now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whatever, uh, whatever's out there. Barney, now. when Barney yeah. was on. And yeah. Barney, it, Barney, Barney was a weird show. And Barney was probably... We were too old to watch Barney. Yeah, I think we were teenagers when Barney came out. Yeah, yeah, well, we knew of Barney, but yeah. I couldn't tell you what the fuck it was about. I know the song. That's about it. Yeah, that's about it. I'm not saying that's the best song. Nope, me neither. Because then it'll be stuck in my head. Yeah, I know. I hate it when that happens. Uh huh. I love Damn it. you. You love. It's there now. Me. What? The Barney song. Oh, it's in your head. Yeah. Oh. No. <laughs> that's not. That's you know what? Just because now it's in my head, we should play it for everybody else. We should. Or we should play something that will help get that song out of their head. Yes. Yeah, we'll do that. All right. Okay, we'll play that here. Manamna. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that's better than Gene Simmons' break. Yeah, that, is better. that was better than Gene Simmons' break. <laughs> we should do that more often. People will fucking hate us if we keep doing that shit. Do, 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 do. Phenomenon. 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 So, moving on to, we'll do this one, maybe, and then we'll take a break. Do you remember watching Captain Kangaroo? I never watched Captain Kangaroo. Dude, Captain Kangaroo was the shit. You might have been too young, because Captain Kangaroo, I mean, it was around for quite a while. Yeah. But... I think, like, when he was on, I was probably watching... I would, might have been like three or four when he was probably maybe still around, but then I was watching like the Bozo show. Okay, see, I didn't watch Bozo that much. Uh, Captain Kangaroo was on for 29 fucking years. And he just recently passed away. Yeah, not that long ago. Like, with I think this year. Really? Yeah, I thought oh, so. I don't know. Well, I'm sure we'll... Well, I'm sure we'll see it here somewhere. Um, Captain Kangaroo was on from 1955 to 
1984. And it was the same guy. It was the same guy. And they would... Then from 86 until 93... Oh, no, he died in 2004. Okay, so yeah, it's, it's not recent, but still, he, he was still around for a while. Yeah. I. Uh, they would take the segments, like the, the Captain Kangaroo that ran for 29 years, they would cut it up and put new things, like new cartoons and shit in there. Oh, nice. Educational shit. And they, so they, they ran it from 86 until 93 with reruns with new shit in it. Nice. So that's so, not bad. So, I mean, he at least, he still got paid then. Well, you would hope. Yeah, you would hope. Uh, Bob Keeshan was... 29 seasons. The dude. Captain Kangaroo. And so you got to think. Guy had the best hair in the business, too. You, yeah, you look, look at his hair. Look at his style. He had the big sideburns. He had a fucking a Mo, a Mo Howard Mo bowl Howard, cut. Yeah. He had the bowl cut. He wore a red suit jacket with white piping around the, the pockets. Shit, and a, Bill Cosby was on this, too. Bill Cosby was everywhere back then. But Bob Keeshan had to be Captain Kangaroo for damn near 30 fucking years with that haircut, yeah, his little mustache, and his fucking pork chop sideburns. I mean, you, look at, you look at a lot of these shows, like Captain Kangaroo and um, The Romper Room, stuff like that, and yeah. you see like where they got Pee-wee's Playhouse. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. Pee-wee's Playhouse was... We covered that before. Pee Wee's Playhouse was, or Pee Wee Herman was an adult. Portraying to be a kid. He was an adult show. Yeah. And they then they turned it into a kid's show. These were fucking kid shows, but you could tell that Pee Wee's Playhouse was trying to be mm-hmm. this, minus most of the educational value. Yeah. He had some. Yeah, he had a little bit. But it was more entertainment. These were. Straight up educational, educational with some entertainment. Uh, and what what Captain Kangaroo tried to be was instead of being like the relationship, like being a parent figure or an authority figure. Yeah, he was trying to be a grandparent. Oh, okay. That that was the the relationship that he had was you know how. The, the relationship between a kid and a grandparent is just a little bit removed, you know, from, like, the authoritarian parent. Yeah. They are more the, yeah, you want to eat a whole jar of mesh, marshmallow fluff and go home and puke? Go ahead. Yeah. You're not going to puke at my house. I'm going to send you home. That happened to your house, didn't it? Yeah, we talked about tell, it. Yeah. My grandma would let, would let me eat a fucking marshmallow fluff and vanilla wafers till I barfed. Speaking of Bill Cosby, there he is. I don't know what the hell he's... This is a commercial. They got weird commercials in these shows, man. But, yeah, Bill Cosby surrounded by children. That wouldn't happen (laughs) these days at all. No, it wouldn't. He never messed... He never did anything with children. He always... It was their moms. Yeah, but... He (laughs) kind of sullied his fucking reputation. Yeah. Uh, So, Captain Kangaroo would... (laughs) Hello, Mrs. Jones. You want to put in (laughs) pop? I remember when we were in school and when pudding pops came out, that was a big fucking deal. Yes. we would they would give it to give them to us for our with our lunch, but they didn't want them to melt. So what you would do 
is you would finish your lunch, and then you take your tray up and turn your tray in, and they'd hand you a pudding pop yep, out of the box. I remember that. And it's like, fuck, yeah, I got me a pudding pop. And, oh, and yeah, pudding pops are awesome. I don't, do they still even have pudding pops? They have, like, I have a variant of it. Pudding pops rocked. I like Flintstones push-ups better. True, true, yeah. They, they have the better flavors. The thing is, the Flintstones push-ups, if you got one that had melted a little bit and then refroze, it would always stick and there would always be paper yeah. on, on the fucking... That's right, dude. He ate it anyways. I did, too. I know. <laughs> so, so did we. And then you fucking, like, open it up and, like, lick the fucking... Mm-hmm. The, and that glue that was on there, you could, so like... So you could, t- you, you you could tell it. this is, like, the high... When the hiatus of, like, Princess Diana. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're they, still all this, they all had the same haircut as Princess Di. Yeah. Definitely. So Captain Kangaroo would... <laughs> yeah, romper playing yeah. in the background. Captain Kangaroo basically... um they did a lot of educational stuff. They had the the uh, the entertainment. What made this one different, though, is it didn't really have a strict format like the other ones did. Where oh, like, dude, he... Oh, sorry, never mind, sorry. Yeah. He had... Captain Kangaroo was created by Bob Cleaver. Um, Who the hell is Bob Cleaver? I don't know. Clever, clever. Uh, but it looked like... From that, it got the Electric Company, mm-hmm. Rocky Bullwinkle, Underdog. That's right, they were on there. Dudley Do Right and Fat Albert. Yes, they were all on there. That's where all those shows came from. I. Uh, Bob Keeshan was Clarabelle the Clown on Howdy Doody. Oh, okay. Before he was Captain Kangaroo. But like I said, it was very loosey goosey with their structure, and they would just kind of. Almost play it by ear, you know. They kind of like us. Yeah, they would tell stories. Kind of like what we're doing, but I think they're better at it. They would tell stories. <laughs> they would have guests come in. They would have little skits with regular characters. And, you know, just do whatever. Now, if did you did you say you ever watched Captain Kangaroo? I never watched Captain Kangaroo. You never Kangaroo. saw it? No. Okay, Captain Kangaroo... He had, uh, and I probably I, I take that back. I probably did watch it, but I didn't realize that's what it was because, like I said, he had fucking all these other cartoons on there. Oh yeah, so I yeah. Been watching those cartoons, and then, right? You could have been, you could have seen it, not knowing yeah. it was Captain Kangaroo. So the, the regular cast of characters, six thousand and ninety episodes. Jesus Christ, that was a lot. They well, they said that Bob Keeshan portrayed and performed as Captain Kangaroo. Over 9,000 times in his career. Wow. And they called him Captain Kangaroo because he had big pockets on his jacket. Oh, That he shit. would always pull shit out of. Yeah. Well, not shit, but he always pull... Yeah, oh, yeah, see that. ...stuff out of. Um, the, the cast. So Bob Keeshan was Captain Kangaroo. Then he had other characters he played. Mr. Pennywhistle, Mr. Doodle, and Wally the Town Clown. I... Uh, <laughs> Mr. Green Jeans was on there. Mr. Green Jeans, he was a he was like his second, like his co-host. Yeah, he was. Mr. Green Jeans had green jeans. He was kind of the handyman. Yep. He was a farmer. He wore a cowboy hat. Uh, he was also the new old folk singer, Percy Uncle Backwards, which sounds sick as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, let's play Uncle Backwards. What are you doing, Uncle Backwards? <laughs> I just love these names. Mr. McGregor and, and Mr. Bainter the Painter. Now, the guy that played Mr. Green Jeans was 
Hugh Lumpy Brahman. His name was Lumpy. 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 Uh, that was one of his nicknames. Was Lumpy. You think that's where they got fucking uh, Bill Murray's name and Scrooged? His name was Lumpy. <laughs> it's very possible. Now, uh, Just homage to Captain Kangaroo. They say that uh, that he died of cancer in '87. Now, what I remember, who Lumpy? Yeah, Lumpy. Okay. What I remember though is he shot himself. No shit. That might be a fucking urban legend. That might be a Mandela effect. Let's look here. But his I didn't say. his Wikipedia says he died of cancer. Yeah. I That's s- probably a Mandela thing, dude. I swear that he fucking shot himself, though. Uh, it, that's even on a Sam Kinison uh, record. That he shot himself. That he shot himself. Sam Kinison said he shot himself in the head. Well, dude, it was years... For years, I remember people saying that Captain Kangaroo was dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm talking, like, early 90s. Yeah, I can remember that. I I swear that it was probably... uh, It was probably a Mandela effect thing. Yeah. Now, he had these other characters that were puppets and costumed things. Uh... Namely, Mr. Bunny Rabbit and Mr. Moose. And Mr. Bunny Rabbit didn't talk. He was just like a little fucking finger puppet thing. Okay. But he appeared with Mr. Moose, who Mr. Moose talked way too fucking much. And... This is where they're getting Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yes. Mr. Moose would always tell a stupid joke. Hey, Rocky. And if he could get... If he could get Captain Kangaroo to say, I don't know... All these ping pong balls would drop on him. That's my I can't you can't do that on television shit. Uh-huh. No, it, it wasn't it wasn't I don't know. That was that was television. He would tell a joke and then all these ping pong balls. Oh, would okay. Yeah, that that was I uh, you can't do that on television. Um he would just tell a joke and then all these fucking ping pong balls would drop on Captain Kangaroo. And it would kind of piss him off. <laughs> Every day getting hit in the head of ping pong balls. Yeah, he would be like, "What? Really?" Um, there was also, uh, the dancing bear, grandfather clock, uncle Ralph. Why is everybody a fucking uncle on this? Dennis. They, the, were, they were all just good friends. <laughs> yeah. This is, Mrs. Kangaroo had a lot of friends. So they're yeah. all uncles. They're all uncle. uncle. This is uncle backwards. He only comes, uh, backwards. Backwards. He only comes backwards. <laughs> He only goes in backwards. <laughs> um, oh, we're going to hell for this. Yeah. Uh, the grandfather clock, would they would talk to him about something. I don't remember that. Um, and Joyce Brothers was on it. Uh, they had uh, like a magic drawing board. Um, they had the banana man came in. <laughs> um, that's Uncle Banana. That's Uncle Banana. <laughs> Uncle Banana. This is the one that Picture Pages was on. Yep. Captain Kangaroo is what Picture Pages was on. Okay, yeah, so that's what Bill Cosby and Picture Pages. Yeah, but I swear he was on the uh, Electric Company, too, with Picture Pages. Dude, Marvel was all over this shit. Yes. Oh, the Electric Company, I was going to tell you, the Electric Company had Spider-Man on it. Oh, that's right. They did a live-action Spider-Man on it. Yeah, that's right. Um, And that was a lot of fun. Now, uh, 
There's Captain America telling us to turn off our lights and shut our refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, and eat a, eat a popsicle. Um, this Captain Kangaroo was the one that had Slim Goodbody on it. I just seen that. Where was that at? Slim, yeah, Slim Goodbody. And what Slim Goodbody was, he was the superhero of health. He got his own show, didn't he? Yeah, eventually he had his own show that was on PBS. The guy had skin-tight clothes on. Yeah, he had a leotard that just had the body organs on it. Yep. And he would teach you about, like, how the the, the body, body worked. It would be, like, skeletal. Like, I think sometimes he had skeletal, sometimes he had just the, the organs. Yeah. But he would tell you, like, how different parts of the body worked. Sometimes it would just be muscle. I, yeah, he, I love Slim Good Body. He was around for a long time. If I remember, he had like a, a, a Bob Ross afro. Um, Holy shit, dude. I'm just pulling up his stuff here. Yeah? His costume. Each costume cost $4,000. Holy shit. That's crazy. $4,000? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, sometimes you were sometimes wear peach-colored unitard. Uh-huh. Various tissues, organs, and organic systems painted in biological accuracy locations and sizes each costume costs four grand to make wow dude that's crazy yeah he he taught a lot of you know like like i said like body how, how different organs or muscles or whatever worked but he also uh over the years would address childhood obesity bullying personal safety self-esteem Literacy and environmentalism. He made it a return. He made it a return comeback in 2014. As Slim Goodbody appeared in the Radio Shack commercial for the Super Bowl. I love that commercial, dude. That was trying. They were trying to get Radio Shack to revamp. Yeah, and it failed miserably. Yeah, they revamped it and it closed within a fucking like six months. Yeah, it it was gone. There is no fucking Radio Shacks anywhere that I know. Uh-uh. Of. And I loved Radio Shack. Radio Shack was awesome. Yeah, Radio Shack was fucking cool. You could like. Go to Radio Shack and buy the shit. I think I bought the shit to build a complete DJ system. Oh, no shit. At Radio Shack. I used to get the knockoff Transformers there. Oh, uh, yeah? Yep. And the little fucking kits you could build, like, like all kinds of shit. Well, now you can find that crap like that, like, at Walmart. Walmart has it, and there's a fucking... There's some... It's local here. Uh, Noggin Toys, I think it's called? Oh, um, yeah. It's over there in Village Point. Yeah. They, they, have, they, they sell stuff online. Yeah. But they have a lot of, of really cool shit that Radio Shack used to sell. Yeah, not as cool. Toy-wise. So, not, not as cool, though. Not as cool. But yeah, yeah, fucking Slim Goodbody was on was on Captain Kangaroo. And I love, I mean, Captain Kangaroo was fun. They would always have these little cartoons on there. They rebooted uh, it in 97. Tom Terrific was on there, which was a, a cartoon show. That had Mighty Manfred the Wonder Dog as his, uh, whatever, his fucking sidekick. Uh, this is also the one, and I love this shit, and I love the Saturday Night Live parody of it. Simon in the Land of Chalk Drawings. I don't remember that. What? Well, you know my name is Simon. Oh, yeah. I like to yeah. draw rings. That's right. And, but Saturday Night Live parodied it. Yes. With Mike Myers. Are you looking at my willy? Are you looking at my ass? Yeah. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. You're looking at my ass, aren't you? You're looking at my bum. You cheeky monkey. 
But that that was where that came from was Simon, and he would draw shit on the sidewalk and chalk, and it would come to life. That's right. I remember that shit. I don't know why they fucking always portrayed him in a bathtub. Because it was Mike Myers. Because it was Mike, probably. Uh, Ludwig was... And this is another British cartoon. Ludwig was a magical egg-shaped robot. At, which I don't remember that very much, but Ludwig the robot. They brought him back in 97 to 2000. They had the Toothbrush uh, family? On the Family Channel, later known as Fox Family. Um, what, Happy Cake Group? Yeah. Oh, sweet. I'm still on the right one, right? Yeah. <laughs> to make sure I was on the right shit. The most important person was a five-minute segment about life. And the Kingdom of Could Be You was a spinoff that they would, like, tell them what... they tell kids what they could do when they got older. Yeah. Like, what jobs they could have and all that. It looks like they shut it down. They shut the revival down when Disney bought Fox Family... And shelved the new Captain Kangaroo and Mr. Moose Fun Time, allegedly due to the fact that the reboot advertised Bush Gardens and SeaWorld, which ah. was a rival to Disney World. Okay. Well, damn them. 2011, the trademark of Captain Kangaroo was bought by the Cash and Comedy Company. A blog In the blog, the captains is portrayed by Pat Casson, an entertainer and professional clown. Casson died in 2016 at the age of 48, so it didn't live very long. No. They had a reboot in, well, kind of an offshoot or somewhat, called Good Morning Captain. They would have different stars from a lot of shows. Uh, Bob Newhart Show, Price is Right, Match Game, MASH, Alice, One Day at a Time, as well as William Shatner, Leonard Nimoy, the Peanuts characters, uh, Big Bird from Sesame Street, uh, different people from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, which we'll probably cover later, and shit like that. But they would always, like, say good morning to Captain Kangaroo. Yeah. Because it was all supposed to be the same universe. Yeah, that was, like, the opening. Yeah. I have, a, I kind of feel like a lot of these shows... There wasn't any competition or rivalry because they were for kids. Either. No, there was. They were, these were all on PBS usually, yeah. and they were all for kids. So in education, so they didn't really they worked together, or at least like you said, existed in the same universe. They weren't like the world of make believe. Well, yeah, that was part of Mister Rogers. Rogers, but they they didn't they didn't try to fuck each other over because they. They, it wasn't like a big sponsorship thing. No, well, they were also, they weren't getting paid, a lot of these guys. They were doing it for free. So a lot of them did, or if they got paid, it was not a lot. Yeah. They just did this shit, you know, on their own. Well, it's like with you know, like with Sesame Street, they, you know, they almost lost their, their show because they weren't getting any funding anymore. Right, and then HBO took it, and, and then they... They, re, they brought it back to life. And they kind of locked it up behind, well... It used to be for kids. It was free on fucking public access. Yeah. Now they locked it up behind HBO now, and kids have to pay to see that shit. We'll get into that when we do our Sesame Street episode. Because, yeah, Sesame Street's probably not going to be on this show. No. Captain Kangaroo also had Curious George on it. Stone Soup. Stone Soup. Uh, Mike Mulligan and his Steam Shovel, which was a book 
but they made it into a, a feature. Feature cartoon. And then the Sweet Pickles. Do you remember the Sweet Pickles? Sounds familiar. Sweet Pickles were these animals. Like they had the bear, uh, Super Bear, or whatever the fuck they called him. Uh, let me look. Each, it was like the letter people where each animal or each character had a trait. So like accusing alligator would always blame people for shit. Bashful bear, clever camel, you know, it was like for each letter, they had an animal and they all had a trait. Uh, goof off goose was one of my favorites. There we go. That's what I was looking for. It was cartoons. But they, they had a little cartoon on there that was the sweet pickles. And I, I remember I like had the, they had books. They had, I had flashcards that came in a fucking, they, they had this bus that they drove around and, um, Yakety Yak was one of them. Zany Zebra. Hey, don't talk back. Yakety Yak. Don't talk back. Boom, boom, boom. But that was, that was tied up with the Weekly Reader. Yep. Which, you remember the Weekly Reader yeah. in school? The little fucking pamphlet you got that you'd read it and then you had the little work, workbook or on the back of it. page on the back of it you had to do. Uh, yeah, they were all on Captain Kangaroo. So, Captain Kangaroo was badass. He, if you get a chance, he, watch them. He started a lot of stuff. Yeah. If you get a chance, watch some of them because they were fun. I, I enjoyed Captain Kangaroo. Um, and it I think it kicked off, like you said, a lot of stuff. It inspired a lot of things. So, yeah. That's Captain Kangaroo. Sounds like, sounds like a good show. I mean, I should have... I guarantee you. Well, we should, I watched it when I was younger, but we'll, don't remember we'll, a lot of it. We'll bring some up and we'll watch it or something sometime because it was a lot of fun. So, I think we got three big ones coming up in the second half. So, you know, why don't we take a little break here? Anything that you want to add to the, the Cabin Kangaroo, the Letter People, Romper Room, Electric no. Company? I mean, Electric Company is probably the most popular one, at least I can think of. Cabin Kangaroo was pretty damn popular back in the day. Yeah. And then letter people was used in schools all uh, over. We, I mean, we watched those in kindergarten. On these, you know, popularity, they were all pretty damn popular. Well, Captain Kangaroo. Captain Kangaroo was huge. He, just from reading, he brought so many different characters to, you know, that are around still today. He brought characters, and I think he revived a few characters. You know, you know, like a few things that were like, like Simon. Yeah. I think Simon was a British thing. It was, you know, had run its course. He brought it to the United States. Yeah. And there it got a new like life. Curious George. Curious George was badass. Underdog. You know, all those shows. Yeah. You know, Rocky and Bullwinkle. You know, without, say, their creators of Captain Kangaroo, we wouldn't have those. We wouldn't have the moose and squirrel. The moose and squirrel. Hey, Rocky. Why don't they pull a rabbit out of my hat? What was it? What, was it? what were their names? Um... Boris and Natasha. Boris and Natasha, yeah. Yeah, they're badass. Moose and Squirrel. They were the Russian bad guys because it was a Cold War. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let's go ahead and take a little break. I mean, it, it, this was kind of fun to just remember some of this shit. Yeah. Some of it, I knew. That's I, like the whole premise of the show. Yeah, I know, but I'm like, we're, <laughs> we're doing it as we go here. Yeah. And it's kind of fun. And we're watching this kid crawl around on I'm the not map sure what like these an guys are doing. I know exactly what they're doing. This this game, okay, they're playing a game. We used to play this in Guidance. You know, we had Guidance class. Yeah. 
This is called 101 Ways to Get There. And the thing is, you would have to come up with... Well, maybe that's not what they're doing. There's a military crawl. Just crawling around like a fucking alligator. And that kid crawled on all fours. There, they're playing 101 Ways to Get There. Okay. Okay, what 101 Ways to Get There is... It was to show you gonna do the crab that there is no wrong way to do something. There are many different ways. It was to, to teach you, like, there are many different kinds of people. This is kind of the precursor of, okay, there's all these different ways to get there. None of them are wrong. There's all different kinds of people. None of them are wrong. So, you know what? Maybe you know? people today should so, watch the romper room. No shit. Because there's people blame everybody for something. They hate somebody for something. Fucking A, dude. Yeah, that's uh, Count Chocula. That's all of them. Oh, yeah, yeah Frankenberry's there, too. I yeah, I need to get some of this shit while it's still in stores. Um, Dude, I got two boxes I haven't opened yet. I need to, I need to, I'm going to leave here and go get some. Because bowl cereal? Fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> um, but uh, 101 ways to get there, they, they, would, they would line you all up, all, your whole class. And I think we had like 30 people in my class. Yeah. And they would say, okay, you have to get Across the front of the room here, you can't repeat. So the first person had it easy. All he had to do was fucking walk. Yeah. Nobody ever thought of it. They're all like being fucking, trying to be smart about it. And I was usually towards the end of the line. I would always get to just walk. Oh, no shit. Because like, nobody ever thought about it. Uh, they always want to be like all creative and shit. I remember these. My sister had these things. Those are poly pockets. Yeah. No, no charm Charmkins. My sister had those. Um... <coughs> but you know, like you'd have, you'd, that's a huge fucking toothbrush. She's got a lot of teeth, man. No, she doesn't. She's she, got two teeth. She's got two teeth in the front. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bad idea watching shit while we record. We get we get distracted on the. Oh, as it dude, is. this is a great idea. You're talking about the kid has no teeth in the front. How the fuck's he gonna eat an apple? He's not. That's why she's doing it. Oh, because she has those two big teeth in the front. Um. But. So, yeah, 101 ways to get there, they, like, fucking hop, they crawl, and whatever. It was it was a game, and it, apparently it came off a romper room. Nice. I didn't know that. I didn't either. I just thought that we, I thought it was, I thought that, what the fuck was that? The kid just sprayed water out of all the gaps in his teeth. That's crazy. I, think, I thought the kid was going to fall, dude. I kind of wish he would have. These kids are all art. What the hell is this? It's a dental commercial. It's so fucking weird. Well, why do they have kids with no teeth? It is a dental commercial. None of any fucking American teeth. Dental Association. Maybe if we'd had it unmuted, we would understand what's going on. But yeah, yeah it's more fun this way. Oh, the magic, the mirror. magic mirror. This is a good way to end the segment with the magic mirror from our room. I'm just gonna unmute it. Yeah. You know what I'd like to do now? I'd like to see you in my magic mirror. Romper Bomber, Stomper Boo, Tell Me, Tell Me, Tell Me Boo. The magic mirror, tell me today. It's all my friends have fun to play. All Romper my friends Bomber. had fun today. I see Leah's having a special day, and so is Patty, and Jeff, and Peter's having a special day, and Kelly Ann, and Ian, and Ethan, and Naki, and Courtney are all having special days, and Lindsay. Oh, that's staying in. Romper Room, hell yeah. 
and it smells like Doritos. That was, great. that was great. Maybe did you did your Dorito tree bloom? I planted a Dorito out there. Oh, you did? I like you, you like did. years ago. It finally bloomed. It's a cool ranch because that's what it is. Yes. It's cool ranch. The Dorito cool tree. Ranch, Doritos. Okay, we're gonna go harvest some Doritos, and I'm gonna get me a bowl of cereal. We'll be back right after this. Come get me a bowl of cereal. <laughs> after these messages, we'll be right back.
It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. Beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood. A neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I have always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, we might as well say, "Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Won't you please? Won't you please? Please, won't you be my neighbor? A neighbor?" You know what these are? They're suitcases. But I'm not going away. No, I'm using them to carry things. You want to guess what might be inside the big one? This big one down here. Want to guess what might be in there? You want to guess what might be inside this little one? I'll show you. This little suitcase has little hats in it. Mm -hmm. Look at those little hats. Look at that. Aren't they great? Now the big suitcase. Big hats. Mm-hmm. All right, and we are back. We had a nice little break. We did. We got some cereal and yeah, we had some Frankenberry cereal, and we got some. Now we got some candy. We got some Halloween candy here that we're uh, stealing, <laughs> basically. So uh, yeah. And we still got the romper room going on. Yeah, romper room still playing on the TV. But now the one that we kind of went through the progression of as we eat candy. We kind of went through the progression of romper room preschool, letter people, like kindergarten, first grade. We moved into Captain Kangaroo, which was a little bit older show. Um, what else did we talk about? There's, um, there's another one in there, too. Electric Company. Electric Company. A little bit older show, you know, like older kids. This one, I think, was geared towards, like, fifth and sixth grade. This was a science education show called 3 one Contact. And uh, and 3 one Contact, they showed you, like, how things were made. And they showed you different scientific theories on a very simple scale of, you know, like what a kid would understand. So, you know, it's very simple uh, uh, experiments, simple, you know, just showing you how science worked. I loved this show. It was kind of a spinoff or a partner show to The Electric Company. Made by the same people. It was part of the children's television workshop, which 
this is now the Sesame Workshop. It's now Sesame Street Workshop. Um, it this this fucking show was great. Did you ever watch this one? I did watch this one. This show. There's a tie-in here. Oh, they had it on Nickelodeon too. Oh yeah. I didn't know it was on Nickelodeon. I didn't either. That was in 99 to 2002, which that was, I wasn't watching Nickelodeon then. I was usually drunk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this this show, there's a tie-in here. There's really, it really kind of uh, affected my life. And they had a special. And I don't remember when it was, but I don't quite remember when it was, you know, like what, what, age range it was or you know, what years it was but they had a special that they showed all the behind the scenes things of the band Kiss oh no shit yeah they showed like how they put their makeup on and they wait, showed... a wait a second wait a second wait a second you said Kiss right Kiss it, it gets better because it involves our friend so Rex well no 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 Gene Simmons oh um I saw this and they showed how they put their makeup on. They showed how they were testing, like the when Peter Kiss's drum set rises up in the air, and they were testing the harnesses to make Gene Simmons fly and all that. Then they showed concert footage. And of course, Gene Simmons flew. He spit blood. He spit fire. He had that long tongue waggling. Uh, and I decided at that point that I wanted to be a bass player. I don't know shit. I said, Dad, because my dad was a drummer, and he always wanted me to try a musical instrument. I said, Dad, I want to play bass. And he's like, well, that's kind of out of the blue. I'm like, I, I want to play bass. And he's like, okay, well, get you a bass guitar and yeah. try it out. And then I quickly lost interest in bass when I fiddled around, learned a couple songs, and my tongue didn't grow. I couldn't <laughs> fly. I, I I couldn't breathe, breathe fire. You couldn't become Gene Simmons. I couldn't be Gene Simmons, so I said, you know what? You know why? Fuck it. You know why you couldn't become Gene Simmons? Huh? Because it would have cost you more money. It would have. It would have cost you more money than Rex owes Gene Simmons. Yeah, yeah. I would have had to pay a lot of money to be Gene Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> so we will just settle for uh, Rex paying a lot of money, so yes. we can have Gene Simmons on here right now. Gene Simmons break. Hi, I'm Gene Simmons. You're not. And there you have it. Thanks, Rex. Thank you, Rex. You know, we haven't had too many too much honey money today. Well, we kind of did. I mean, we got distracted, but we got distracted on topic. On top, yeah. So, yeah, it's weird. Uh, yeah, so the 3 one Contact, I can remember it being more of a straightforward, just, hey, here's how this works. And it was more of a conversation. Did they do, like, shit like um, taking a, a potato and... Lighting a bulb up. And yeah, they like that. made a clock out of a potato, yeah. and uh, they did all kinds of shit. They they taught you like how light bulbs were made and how they work, and just different shit like that. They might go to a factory and yeah, dude, they had all sorts of fucking actors on here. Oh yeah, there was a ton of people on. Gene there. Wilder was on here for communi- for Communication Week. Um, Mel Blank from Buck Rogers was on there. Yeah, he played. He was the voice of Tweaky. Tweaky. Oh, no. Elias Hooser was the voice of Tweaky. He was a little robot. Oh, yeah. Like, man, 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 man. Yeah. Whatever the fuck he yeah. did. Not, not my clown Tweaky. Not your clown Tweaky. Yeah. Shanana was on here. Shanana. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shanana. At, at the hop. 
That's who they sing at the hop. At the hop. I, I know that song. Larry Wilcox from Chips was on here. Oh wow! For <laughs> Surfaces Week, they had all different. They had themes. Yeah, they would they, every like every show would be, uh, or like I think the, every week was a theme. They had a young Sarah Jessica Parker. I would like to have had a young Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> she was a, she played the role of Annie Bennett from Broadway's musical Annie. She played Annie. Huh. I want to just lay that. Just maybe maybe not. Annie. Maybe not that that young. It was Sarah Jessica Parker. No. This, I'm thinking. It? I'm thinking more like a honeymoon in Vegas. Sorry. I I used to be in love with her, but not so much. Anymore. Oh, dude, um, Hocus Pocus, Jessica Parker. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not so much. Uh, she's not on my list. I don't think anymore. Oh, probably. I think she's on anybody's list. I think she would be actually, but um, who knows? If she was like, hey, I'm Sarah Jessica Parker. How you Ozzy doing? was on there. Maybe like, yeah. Ozzy, different Ozzy. <laughs> Ozzy Alfonso. Oh, I was gonna say, I what, what the hell is he gonna teach about science? Like, hey kids, hey, you freaking giving me fire. I'm Sharon. No, this is when he was he was he was high. This was eighties. Oh, he would have been able to understand. He would have been able to understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they they would have each week would have. This a is theme. how you drink your own piss. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're gonna snort a bunch of ants <laughs> up our nose. Um, they would have the, every week would be a theme and then each day would be a different focus on, you know, to do with that theme. I'm focused on candy. You know, like they had mammals. So they had rats and bats was the first, like first show. I like rat the band. Oh, rat. Yeah. Rat. Round and round. Yeah. Love will find a way. Just give it time. Keeping warm, live birth and warm milk. And mammals at play, and then big mammals was the like the finale, the high cost of living, uh, and they every every, you know, you did a JB Johnson song, yeah yeah the high cost of living high yeah yeah I love that song. JB Johnson, dude, I saw JB Johnson open for Kid Rock, no shit, and it was at the baseball stadium here, and it was like the middle of fucking August. Oh, so it was hot. Fuck. Yeah, we went to a music festival. Me and my parents went to a music festival. And they had all these bands played in the parking lot. And if you wanted to go, you know, you could go to that. I, I want to say that that was free, but if you wanted to go into the the big stadium to see the big show, you had to pay. Yeah. So I saw it for f- free. Was that the new baseball stadium or was this the old one? No, it was the new one downtown. Okay. I saw um, outside, I, I the, these are the bands I remember seeing. Tonic. Wow. Soul Asylum. Uh, there was one other like '90s band like that that was there. I don't remember who it was. Was Jackal? Because they're everywhere. No, no, Jackal didn't play. But it was Tonic Soul Asylum, and then Charlie Daniels. Wow. Yeah, it was a weird fucking mix, and there were a couple other bands. Collective Soul. This is like a '90s grunge group. But but Charlie Daniels was there. Charlie Daniels is cool shit. So it was just kind of a mix of music, and they had two stages. So one stage would start, what and the then the other. How come I didn't go to the this? other one? Would start. The other one started like, like twenty minutes after this one started. The other one started, so they over they overlapped a little bit. But you could catch the first part of this one, then run over to the other stage and catch the second part of the other one. Sure, that was at the. That, was that, was, that sounds like almost like the Warp Tour they had at the West Fair a few years. Ago. Yeah, but it was this. I don't remember what this was called, but it was like, uh, I think it was like a week long thing, and they had like five bands. On each stage, each day, and then they had a big a big show in the arena. 
and the one that we went to was the Kid Rock show, Jamie Johnson Open. Middle of October, or middle of uh, August, hotter than piss out. He's on a metal stage in, in the middle of a baseball field. and He's probably wearing jeans and everything he's, else. Yeah, he's wearing he's jeans and a long sleeve western shirt, and he's wearing a leather vest. And he's, and he's got all that fucking hair and that big beard and everything. This is Jamie Johnson then, not Jamie Johnson now. Jamie Johnson then. It was still Jamie Johnson now. Yeah, he had this okay. big beard and all that shit. So he's out there. He plays like maybe half a dozen songs. Doesn't move. Doesn't say a fucking word. Just plays music. And then he took a pause, reached over, he grabbed a drink, took a drink, leaned in the microphone and goes, it's fucking hotter than shit up here. And then he started playing another song. <laughs> <laughs> that was his audience banter. Oh my god, that's! I wonder if he was just hot and just didn't want to deal with people. He, yeah, he just was not in the mood. To, he was hotter than piss, and he didn't want to deal. Holy with Holy shit, people. it's Dick Van Dyke. That is Dick Van Dyke. He still looks like that. But um, so yeah, yeah, Electric Company, fucking great. And one thing oh, about yeah. the Electric Company, they had the Bloodhound Gang on there. Now, not the not the band. That'd be really weird. Yeah. Be like, okay, we're going to talk about mammals. You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals. <laughs> well, didn't they have the, they had the other video? Was it this, I don't know if that's the same song where they had Bam driving the banana. What? Yeah, when that Bloodhound Gang did that? I don't remember I that. I'm looking this shit up. Hold on. But, so the Bloodhound Gang on 3 to one Contact was <laughs> like a group of teenage detectives. They would be presented with a mystery. They would go solve it. You know, it would take them like, it would be like a 10 minute or 5 minute little segment. And sometimes it would span over the course of the week. Yeah, Foxtrot Uniform, Charlie Kilo. That's the song that had Bam driving the banana car. Oh, okay. And it had all the chicks in bikinis doing city work. I don't remember that. Oh my God. I'll have to, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I'm just going to start it, but I'm not going to. Um, but, so it would be like uh, over the course of the week, uh, they, they might have a mystery that, you know, every episode they would have a little five-minute piece of it, and they would end up solving it using science and, you know, that their, their brains. Yeah. It was it was a fun show. I used to I used to watch 3 to one Contact. I loved the show, but I... Goddamn, he isn't a banana. I loved the show, but <laughs> I would watch it sometimes just for the, the Bloodhound Gang. No shit. Yes, it was awesome. So, but you, you didn't, do you remember anything about it? No. I mean, God damn, what the hell did you do when you were a kid? I watched a lot of Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> so you, I had cable. <laughs> uh, so I was learning about science and you were learning Kung Fu. <laughs> now, these last two are very, very, like, near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. Um, <laughs> and these, these again... Yeah, I wasn't a very educated kid, <laughs> <laughs> which is why I, I do construction now. Well, these two, <laughs> these two, I think you you were into though. Um, again, this is going with uh, a little bit older elementary age kid. Uh, Reedy Greenbow was probably one of the greatest shows ever. Yeah. I I feel. Dmx was on Reedy Rainbow. I'm sure he was. So Reedy Rainbow. It ran from uh, from eighty three to two thousand and six. That's huge. Yeah. Um, the reruns continued until two thousand and nine. And Lavar Burton from 
Star Trek Next Generation was the host. Yes, LeVar Burton was amazing. Dude, they're trying to get him to be the host of Jeopardy, and they keep shutting him down. I, that would be great. He would be a great host. Yeah. I love LeVar Burton. They don't want him to do it. And he's like, well, fuck you guys. I want to do it. Yeah. He's, I, he, I guess he had, like, the biggest turnout. Mm-hmm. And, like, no, we don't want you on there. They picked some, like, fucking football player or some shit. Oh, fuck. And I guess he... I think he quit already. The football player? Yeah. I know they had the girl who played Blossom on there for a because while. Because she's a fucking... She's a, she's an, actually a brain scientist or neurosurgeon. Neuros, yeah, yeah. Um, did you know that before the official premiere, they did Reading Rainbow test audiences in Buffalo, New York, and Nebraska? No shit. Yeah. Jerry Stiller was a dinosaur comic on that show, huh? I, I don't know. The basic premise of Reading Rainbow... LeVar Burton would get would come on, he would tell a little story, he might, you know, there, there'd be some kind of theme, and it would relate to a book. He would, he would tell a story and he'd say, that reminds me of this book I just read. And he would pull the book out, and then he would read you the book. Yeah. And they would also give suggestions from other kids, and he'd say, you know, you don't have to listen to me to figure out what a good book is. Here are some other books that kids liked, yeah, but don't take my word for it. And they would have kids come on and give little book reports because of the show. Well, because I, I was reading it at a very early age anyway, so I loved reading when I was a kid. And he was the only host. Yeah, he was the only host ever of this show. Um, the uh, Because I, I, I loved reading when I was younger, I was really into this show. And I would go seek out the books that were on this show, right? Yeah. My school library, they had a deal where they got books that were featured on the show. Oh, no shit. And they would know when they were going to be discussed so they could release them into the library when they were on TV. They would put them in the library. So, uh, kind of like the kind of like the books that had like the scholastic stamp on them. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the like had a big stamp. gold stamp. Yeah, the Caldecott Award they called it. That's it. And they would come in and talk to you about the Caldecott Award. The library. We used to have library class. So did we. That sucked. And then you get done, and then you go check out a book. Then you go get a book. Yeah, and my thing. A lot of times, like the librarian would read you a book. You'd sit in the reading pit. Do you remember? Did you yeah, we were, had reading pits. Fucking reading pits rock, dude. When you know you were getting in the reading pit, it was going to be a good day. Yes. And they're like, okay, let's move back to the reading pit. And you go back to the reading pit, and you were like, fuck yeah. And then you'd always have to get your right spot, the reading pit, and all that shit. I would always go up. The teacher would read the book. I'd go up, and I would say, I want to check out the book you just read. Yeah. I, it was just read to me. Why the hell would I want it? But then I take it home and I would read it. I like I like that book. I want to read it again. Well, it makes sense because I do that with movies now. If I like a movie, I watch it over and over and over. That's what I do. Yeah, we we well, we watch the same shit constantly, over and over, over, and over. But Reading Rainbow was responsible for a lot of the books and the stuff that I did growing up, and kind of my love for reading. And like you said, LeVar Burton was a perfect host. Dude, yeah. He was amazing. The he, guy he's just got that he's got that that nice personality. He's got a calming voice. Very smooth delivery. Yeah. And very friendly. He had the same character he was when he was Geordie on Star Trek. Yeah, he was just pretty calm mm-hmm. and, and cool. Uh 
he, I've seen, I've never interacted with him, but I have seen interactions with him. Yeah. And he, that's his personality. He is such a nice guy. And all he wants is, like, to help kids read, to help kids. That's all he fucking wants. And I wish the show would come back because... Well, they did a Kickstarter. They did, <coughs> and it filled, like, immediately. Like, within an hour, it... It, it was yeah, within within 11 hours, it had a million dollars. Yes, it, like, it, it filled its goal within an hour, and then it just kept going. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my God. And I watched that. He was watching it. They had five... Point four, five million four hundred eight thousand nine hundred sixteen dollars mm-hmm. from over just over a hundred thousand backers. Yes, and that thing, I watched when 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 it was go you know like getting close to its goal. He was on set somewhere. I don't remember what he was doing, but he was on a set somewhere, and they paused production because they're like, "Your Kickstarter is blowing up," and it was like. When it first... That was actually his Kickstarter. It was his Kickstarter. Oh, shit. And they're like, your Kickstarter is blowing up. And so he they got on and looked at it, and he was crying because people cared about reading Rainbow so much. And then he read the comments. I think I threw in on it. I, I don't think that it was like a kick in and, and we'll give you a prize. Yeah. I just want to see the damn show back on. But he was reading some of the comments and just bawling. And they shut down production of the show so he could watch his Kickstarter. Oh, wow. It was amazing. Whatever, I don't even remember what he was on. I don't think it was Star Trek. It was no, some, Star Trek, he's been off of Star Trek yeah. for 20 years. It was It was something else he was doing, and they just paused it. They're like, We're, this, is, this is more important right now. And I'm like, damn, that's really cool. Let's see, what has he done? Um, reading, he did Roots first, and then Reading Rainbow. Yeah. Star Trek. And then other appearances, he was on Love Boat, Fantasy Island, Battle of the Network Stars, The Muppet Show. Um, in 2017, he began a start, started a podcast, LeVar Burton Reads. Oh, damn, I'd listen to that man read. Yeah. Uh, let's see. When the Kickstarter, when was the Kickstarter? It was 2014. 14? Yeah. So in 2014... He was had a guest appearance in an introduction section of the 200th episode of the Achievement Achievement Hunter Show, Achievement Hunter Weekly Update. He appeared on YouTube show sci-fi shows, a sci-fi a YouTube channel, Sci Show, explaining science behind double terrarium and some smart stuff. Yeah, yeah, that he did. Did you know that <laughs> some smart stuff? I can't even pronounce it. His his Kickstarter, you know, did raise the the five million four hundred eight thousand nine hundred sixteen dollars, but the grand total that he raised was six thousand or six million four hundred seventy eight thousand nine hundred sixteen dollars, because Seth MacFarlane from Family Guy threw in one million dollars. Wow. Yes. Yes. People give him a lot of shit. That's a good dude right there. That, that's a really good dude. And and I think they're friends too. Yeah, I believe he, so. He's been on he's been on Family Guy. Yeah. Now do you remember I, I don't remember if it was a I think it was a tie-in with Reading Rainbow because there was a rainbow as the logo. Yeah. But do you remember Pizza Hut's book it? 
Oh, yes, yes. I think it was with Reading Rainbow. Yeah, the button had a rainbow on it. I yep. think it was with Reading Rainbow. Didn't you just find a button? I thought, you said, I thought it was you. I, no, I think I have one or two of them somewhere. Because you would, you would go in there, you would, you, would, what, you, would, you would read these books, and then you would get gift certificates to Pizza Hut for to your teacher. To get a personal pan pizza. Yep. Yeah, uh, you had to... Um, it was the same time they had the Back to the Future glasses. Yes, it was. You, yeah, you had to... I relate everything back to movies. I know you do. <laughs> uh, you, had to, you had to read so many books in a week, and then you got a gift certificate, you know, like a coupon... And you took it in, and then they would put a sticker on your button. Yep. A star sticker at, at Pizza Hut. That's like the only time I ever read. Really? Yeah. That wasn't a comic book. Because <laughs> they feed you a pizza? Yeah. And you got that personal pan pizza, that motherfucker would be so hot. Oh, dude. In a cast iron fucking pan. Pan. And oh, well, shit. I think, I think like, if you read a, like so many books a week, you got how many, it depended on how many pans you got. So like I did it, my sister did it. And I think my brother might have done it. So we ended up getting like maybe two each. Oh, wow. And so that'd be like a whole day we'd go to Pizza Hut yeah. for dinner. Because I was like, we never really went out much for dinner. But my mom would take us or whoever was in charge of us that day. Right. To get a free pizza. Yeah. Dude, Book It rocked. I love. And that was like the only it. time we got pop. Yep. Because we didn't have to pay for anything else. Yep, yep. And you just have to have a quarter for, uh, for Pac-Man. Yep. And they had that nice sit-down... Cafe model Pac-Man. Oh, machine. dude, I love those. The tabletop yep, the ones. Ta- oh, I love them. I'd love to get one of those, man. I know somebody makes them. I'm probably going to get one one of these days. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to jump on that. Yeah. He, he makes them, uh, and he puts, like, all the games on it. See, I would love that. Yeah, that'd be just awesome. Just a tabletop one, just sitting in the corner. Like, yeah. What are you doing? Leave me alone. Play my Pac-Man. You know what What I do with it? I'd probably put laundry on it. That's probably what it ended up <laughs> There'd be fucking laundry stacked on top of it. You have to move laundry to play Pac-Man. Well, you can get them. They can get them. The ones they sell at the stores now. Oh, the little one-up. Yeah, yeah. You can get those, but I want one that's like I had a some. I knew somebody that had one made out of a uh, whiskey barrel. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be really cool. And it was. It was. It was one of the rise. It was an up or up or it was a tabletop, but it was a riser up. Yeah. So you had to sit up above it and play it, which yeah, that makes sense. I was like, I want to buy this from you. Yeah. I'll buy it from you right now. No. Okay. Then I'm going to steal it. Then I'm going to steal it. It is in my basement. <laughs> no. Well, you know, stealing is not good. No, it's not. Especially when we're watching kids' shows. And someone that, that you probably should have learned that from, Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Him and LeVar Burton are up there. They're really close, dude. I think Mr. Rogers, LeVar Burton, Bob Ross... And the Crocodile Hunter are like the same level of just wholesomeness. Yeah. They they were fucking great people that never, I mean, fuck, they never did anything that I know of. Well, it was like there was rumors controversial. about, rumors about B- Bob Ross. I guess like he was in the military. I think that might have been true. And he wanted like, he just wanted to do something where he didn't have to yell at people. He'd just chill. Yeah. The same was with, with Mr. Rogers. There was a rumor that he was a sniper in Vietnam. Yeah, he was not a sniper. No, and he um, had like he had like kill. And yeah, something else. he had tattoos on. Yeah, yeah, that's why he always wore sweaters. Yeah, that's not the case. No, he was a minister. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was like a Presbyterian minister or something like that. Um, so, Mister Rogers and Tom Hanks did the best, Mister Rogers. You know, I haven't seen that yet. I, I should watch it sometime. That's good, dude. Uh, Mister Rogers ran. From 
1951 to 2001. Almost up until the day he died. Wow. Uh, did you know that his uh, middle name was McFeely? Fred McFeely Rogers. No shit. Yeah. And he was from Pennsylvania, near Pittsburgh. He was a music major, had a degree in music. And he uh, started working on kids' shows almost immediately. And, you know, in 53, he started working on kids' shows. Interesting thing. George Romero from Night of the Living Dead got his start on Mr. Rogers. Really? He, Mr. Rogers had all kinds of fun things in his house. He had something called Picture in Picture. Yep. Where it was a picture, but then he would go up and touch a button and it would become a movie screen and play a little video that he wanted you to see. Romero did all those videos for Picture in Picture. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was all George Romero's work. And of course, being from Pittsburgh. Now, when Romero went off to make Night of the Living Dead, he wanted to steal some of Mr. Rogers' actors and actresses. Yeah. And he wanted to put uh, Lady Elaine Fairchild. Is it, no, Lady Elaine Fairchild was is a creepy puppet. Lady Aberline. Uh, yeah, Lady Aberline's her name. Okay. Um, she was the, the attractive... The, oh, yeah. You know, neighbor that was there. Um, he wanted to cast her as the lead. He wanted to make her Barbara in Night of the Living Dead. And Mr. Rogers says, I can't let you do that because she's on a children's show. I can't have her... Portraying to be the main character. Being killed by a zombie or in a scary movie. You know, I can't do it. But if you watch Night of the Living Dead, a lot of the people that were on Mr. Rogers are zombies. In Night of the Living Dead. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Namely, and you can pick him out if you know, uh, Chef Brockett is a zombie. Chef Brockett. Which chef, one was he? He was the chef. They always made the cakes and stuff. And wore okay. A, he wore a chef's hat. And he hung out at, uh, when they went to the land of make-believe, he hung out at uh, Cornflake Especially's factory. The little woodchuck that had the factory. Yeah. He hung out there quite a bit. Oh, dude, he was like one of the main zombies. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's very prevalent. If But if you're not looking for him, you just miss him. So, Mr. Rogers basically was just teaching you how to be a good fucking person. Yeah, he... Mr. Rogers was a really good show. And you watched Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. I watched Mr. Rogers all the time. I mean, how could you not watch Mr. Rogers? I still, I still enjoy watching Mr. Rogers. Now, dude... Um... What was his name? Chef Brockett? Brockett. He was he was in Fletch. Oh, no shit. Yeah, he was one of the cops in Fletch. That's funny. So, Mr. Rogers, would he would come in, he would sing you a song about how it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, won't you be my neighbor? You know, we heard that in the break. And then he would change out of his... Suit jacket and his business shoes, and put a sweater on t-shirt or tennis shoes. Yeah, a sweater and tennis shoes to make himself more kid-like. Yep. And then he would, he he might bring something he wanted to show you. He might have an idea of something he wanted to talk about, whatever. Um, and then he would go through a series of, oh, here's a visitor. It's Mister McFeely, the speedy delivery guy. Yeah. Which I met him. He's a great fucking dude. He does a lot of the cons. Yes, he, yeah. he's a he's a, a big and he also is in charge of or one of the main people in the uh, 
the Fred Rogers Foundation. Okay. To continue his memory and his yeah. legacy and all that. And continue the good work that they did. So, he would just bring whatever, or Mr. McFeely would bring him a package. A package, and he'd open up and go, oh, this is such and such. I wanted to show you. And I, always with that, you know, very kind, very, you know, just like Captain Kangaroo, I think. Almost like a grandfather. Yeah, genuine person. Very genuine, yeah. And then he would show you picture in picture. You always had to feed the fish. And then sometimes he would take the trolley that was in his house, which is fucking badass. He had a fucking trolley in his house. Mm -hmm. He'd bring the trolley, and it'd come out, and he'd say, take us to the land of make-believe. Now, the trolley was on something else, too, I thought. Trolley, I think it, trolley was on Sesame Street for a while. Okay. Or something. There was something else in it. They are all connected. Yeah. I... Uh, but Trolley, he would, if you notice, he always sat in that one, that one bench, mm -hmm. and the trolley would come out of the wall, and it would, it would talk to him and go back and forth. The remote control was on the bench. I saw the behind-the-scenes thing. Oh, really? The, yeah, he was running the remote control. Oh, wow. And making it go back well, and forth. he did all the puppets and everything, and he too. did all the puppets, all the voices, and everything. But the trolley, if, sometimes the trolley didn't work. And so he'd go get his little models of the land of make-believe off the shelf and he'd set them up on the table. Yeah. And he would do the land of make-believe where all the puppets were. King Friday and Prince Tuesday and Daniel Tiger who has a show now. Yeah. Daniel Tiger. There's another one where it's um, it's an offshoot of Daniel Tiger. It's um, Prince Wednesday or something like that. Prince Tuesday. Prince, tu Prince Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Prince Tuesday was the, the prince and Queen Sarah. Then you had... Lady Elaine Fairchild, who lived in the uh, merry-go-round. Yep. She was fucking terrifying. She's she, like a witch. She's the one with a little pup with the long nose. With the long nose. She's scary as yeah. hell. Uh, then you had X the Owl and Henrietta the Cat. I like the owl. Yeah, X the Owl was Henrietta cool. Henrietta the Cat, it was, it, it was a good character, but it looked like a uh, like an alley cat. Yeah, and she was, she'd always say, meow, 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 meow. Yeah, and, yeah. My favorites, though, okay, Cornflake especially was a woodchuck that ran a factory. My favorites, though, were the platypus family. I don't remember the platypus family. They lived in a mound of dirt, and the platypus dad was a doctor. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I, I love platypuses anyways. They're, platypuses are probably one of my favorite animals. And they had the platypus family with uh, uh, Anna Platypus was her name. Because I remember when they all went to school. Yeah. It was Daniel, Prince, and Anna were in school together. Okay. And a cow was their teacher. Oh, wow. Miss yeah. Moo. <laughs> I think it was Miss Moo. Moo. I think it was Miss Moo. But Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, I mean, whether you know it or not, it taught you a lot of shit. Yeah. And if you are a relatively decent person as a grown-up, you probably watched Mr. Rogers as a kid because that's what he taught you. He, Michael he, Keaton got his start on Mr. Rogers. Michael Keaton? Yeah. Really? The 50th anniversary tribute show hosted by Michael Keaton who got his start on the show titled Mr. Rogers, It's You I Like premiered on PBS on March 6, 2018. That's amazing. Yeah, I didn't know he got a start on that. Did you know that... Uh, all the cardigan sweaters that he wore were knitted by his mother. 
Really? Yes. Yes, they were. And I think one of the coolest things that he did, he, he would, Mr. Rogers, although he was a very gentle soul and very calming, he was a badass. Yeah, he was a sniper in the military. Well, I don't think he really was. But he didn't give a shit what people thought. Uh, back in... Well, especially when that court date he had. Huh? That trial, or that, not the trial, but when he was in the um, Supreme Court or whatever, trying to get the show back on. Yes, I remember that. He's like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, he stood up to him. Yeah, he's like, this is not for you, this is for kids. Well, back in 69... This is still when, you know, segregation was around. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't necessarily, uh, it wasn't as prevalent as it was maybe in the 50s and 60s. But it was, you know, in the earlier days, but it was still around. He had Officer Clemens, who was the cop on the show. And he was, uh, He had the cop on the show that came by and and said, you know, his feet hurt and he was hot and all that. Mr. Rogers had a little waiting pool and he invited him to put his feet in the waiting pool, take his shoes off. Well, that was very controversial back then because it was a black man and a white man sharing Mm -hmm. the same pool of water. And he said, you know, then he went on to to, to tell him, you know, I know we're different. Our skin is different color, but we can share things and we can be friends. You know, he was teaching that. What you didn't know is, and this came out in the documentary that I saw, is that the guy that played Officer Clemens was also gay. Oh, no shit. And Mr. Rogers, you know, he, he said, I'm not comfortable coming out and being gay on the, you know, on the show or in public. And he said, I don't care who you are. You're my friend. I want yeah. you on my show. And so, I mean, the guy was just amazing. A genuine person. He was very genuine. And... To hear uh, Francois Clemens talk about that in the documentary is, I mean, it's very touching. because That's awesome. He was like, the guy just, he liked you for you. He goes, it was nothing fake about that man. He so, probably liked everybody, too. Oh, yeah. he. I mean, he was very, very accepting and very, you know, just genuine, like you said. George Romero said the, most, the scariest thing he ever made, the scariest movie he ever made, was not a zombie movie. It was Mr. Rogers gets a tonsillectomy. What the hell? Well, they wanted kids to not be scared to get their tonsils out. Yeah. So he had to go film someone getting their tonsils out, and he had to film it in such a way that you didn't know that it wasn't Mr. Rogers. Oh, really? Yes. So he's like, I, you know, I had my tonsils out once, kids, which he, he did bullshit him about that. But still, the guy, I mean, this show was just... Still, if you t- if you put on Mr. Rogers right now, you could sit and watch it and be entertained as yeah. an adult. You know, it's very nostalgic, but it's also very quality. Oh, yeah. And he was one of the big driving forces behind the filmmaking industry in Pittsburgh. Because oh, they, they filmed it locally in Pittsburgh. Yep, that's right. So people got their start on that show and went on to great things like Romero People got their start and, you know, were acting for the rest of their lives because of Mr. Rogers. Like Michael Keaton is one of the biggest actors in the world. Yeah, yeah. But like you even saw, you know, Chef Brockett. Yeah. He was in a bunch of shit after Mr. Rogers. It, uh, I mean, just really great 
quality show. I, that, Mr. Rogers is one of my favorites. Yeah, Mr. Rogers is awesome. So, but the Romper Room and Friends is up there too now. You like you like Romper Room now that we've watched it for I two do. hours. Yeah, the kid in the sailor outfit. Oh my god! I told did, did I ever tell you what I did to my mom when I, that time that I got left at the bar? Okay, <laughs> well, yeah, probably. Let's hear it again. So, <laughs> so I was I was DJing, and me and my dad. Used oh to, yes, me, yes, me yes. And my dad used to DJ together all the time at, at different bars doing karaoke and stuff. And so, I uh, this girl came up, and probably not a girl that I would normally go out with, right? So I just kind of kept brushing off. She was really super drunk, telling me how cute I was, and that I uh, that she she was a photographer and she would take pictures of me and all this shit. So. <laughs> Usually when we got home from the bar, I would, you know, as I was drinking back then, I'd usually be hammered. And I'd, I'd go to my parents' house because I lived next door to them. I'd go to my parents' house. I would get some leftovers from dinner, eat at like 2 in the morning, and then go home and go to bed. Well, this particular night, my dad drove us home. I did not go there. I was tired, and I went to bed. So my dad comes walking in. She goes, where's Mike? And he goes, oh, man, this girl got a hold of him at the bar. And he goes, I don't know what the hell he's thinking. Yeah, she, yeah, she wasn't, you know. He shouldn't have gone with her, but he did. And she's you know, a photographer. She wanted to take pictures of him. I told him, if he wants to get himself in this mess, he can get himself out of this mess. So mom's like, God damn, yeah. Went to bed. She had to work the next day. It was a Sunday. Yeah. Me and my dad went to town. So on the way to town, he tells me what he told her. <laughs> so I called her at work. I put it on speakerphone. We're driving into Omaha. And so she answers the phone. I go, Mom, what time to get off work? She's like, well, I don't know why. And I said, I need your help. I'm down in Syracuse, but Syracuse is about 20, 25 miles away from where, where I live. Yeah. So I'm down in Syracuse, and I just I just got out of this girl's house. She had me locked up in the basement all night, taking pictures of me and all this shit. And Mom's like, what? I go, she kept telling me how cute I was. She kept making me wear these little outfits. She had me in a little sailor suit and taking these pictures of me. Mom's like, What? I go, yeah, she kept just taking pictures of me. I go, then she put a cowboy hat on me and made me wear assless chaps. And my mom's like, you're an asshole, and so is your dad. And hung up. She didn't speak to us. Oh, God. She didn't speak to us for like a week. Oh, She was fuck. so pissed. And it's still, if I bring it up, she gets pissed. Oh, man. If I say something about a little sailor suit, she'll still call me an asshole to this day. But yeah, that kid's wearing a little sailor suit. You should tell your mom about this. Yeah, we watched Ron for him. They had this little sailor suit on. It's funny. It's like, oh fuck you, Mike. That, that's exactly what would happen. I'm tired of your shit. She she does she requested not to be my friend on Facebook because she said she has to see this shit in real life. She doesn't want to read about it too. <laughs> She's like, Oh my god. I know that I know there's some stuff I don't know about you and I don't want to know. I think oh. we talked about this last week when I kept thinking we were still recording. Yes, I think we did. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh shit, dude, we're still recording. Erase that. <laughs> yeah, erase that. We're not recording. We're not oh, recording. Okay. okay. So anything else you want to no, kind of tie up? We covered uh, pretty much Mr. Rogers. I think Mr. Rogers, I mean, he, he always had a good, you know, musical selections on there. He would write his own songs. and He'd have his own little skits on there. Yeah, he had, you know, you had a little more structure that, you know, yeah. you always go to the land of make-believe. You would always, usually always get a picture-in-picture picture thing. You would usually always get somebody visiting. 
uh, whether it was Officer Clemens or Mr. McFeely, or they had the Wicked Witch from uh, Wizard of Oz. Right. On she showed up in makeup too. She showed up in and makeup this was years later. And Mr. McFeely delivered her original witch's costume to her. Oh wow! Yes, because he said that was one of the highlights of his career, getting to do that. That's cool. Um, but you had some kind of structure, but it was still it was very playful and fun. He would always get down on the floor and draw or play yep. or. Do something by himself. There were never any care. Hardly ever were there kids on the show. No, I mean, he, it was if he him. had kids, it was like they were like street interviews. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Like they, you know, talk to him at a park or something. Yes, but I don't even know if it was actually him. I think it was just somebody from the show. Like Mister Rogers asked you this question, how would you answer that? Yeah, and but yeah, very rarely were there, were there kids on the show. It was all adults, but they would play or they would do things that kids would do. Yep. And he would show you, hey, it's okay to be different. Hey, it's okay to to like different things. And again, dude, that's that's where people nowadays have forgotten this shit. Yeah, it, we need we need a reading rainbow. We need a Mister Rogers. We need this shit, not just for education of kids, but just so people are fucking decent. Yeah, there's, there's a lot more undecent people than there are decent people in the world today, and I, I blame social media on that one. Yeah, yeah, it, we've gotten away from things like these TV shows. And it's gone to social media, and everybody's an asshole when you don't have to answer for what you put on online. Yeah. That's the problem. If people would say it face-to-face, unless they wouldn't you, say unless, half unless, the shit. Unless you get a video or a picture of a snake in somebody's bed that you put down, fuck that, run away, burn the house down, find a new place to live, then you get kicked off Facebook. Then you get kicked off Facebook. Yeah, that's what, that's what happened to you. It was. I'm surprised I haven't been kicked off Facebook yet. You probably have. I just didn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, anything else we need to cover? No. Okay, well, let's put a bow on this one. Be, er, one thing. Yeah. Be decent to each other. Yeah, be, just be fucking nice. Please. Won't you be my neighbor? Won't you please? Be my neighbor. Won't you please be my neighbor? For the Retro Writing Needs Pop Culture Power, I am Mikey. I'm Corey. We'll see you next time. Say goodbye, Corey. Goodbye, Corey. Won't you please? Won't you please? No, I don't want to live next to you. Yeah, that'd be bad. <laughs> <laughs>